reading this morning from Psalm 118, verses 1 through 4 and 26 through 29. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Well, let's pray. Gracious Father, we praise you for this day, the beauty of this day that you've given to us, this time that we have together uh, in your presence and among your people, among our brothers and sisters, to worship you, to give you thanks and praise, and to hear from you this morning. Lord, as we come to your word, I, I pray that, um, that you would speak to us, that, that I wouldn't say anything today, but that we would only hear uh, your word that you have for us to, to treasure and store it in our hearts, that we may not sin against you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, well, good morning, Pillar family. It is my distinct honor and privilege to share God's word with you this morning. Uh, for those of you who may not know me, my name is Jason Rochester. Uh, for those of you that do know me, uh, I'm Ron Koya. I'm, I'm just kidding. Seeing if you're awake, Ron is uh, in the back back there. I, you know, I, I'm still Jason Rochester. I, I may be old, but I'm not that old. Uh, I love you, Ron. Ron, Ron, is, uh, Ron is a great guy. If you don't know Ron, uh, he's back there. Uh, please get to know him. Your life will be better because you know him and his family. Love you, brother. Uh, so anyway, this, as you know, uh, this week is Thanksgiving. If nothing else, it's a long weekend, right? But uh, we, we definitely uh, do give thanks. So people all over the country, uh, really all around the world, will pause to give thanks for all sorts of different things. Many, of course, rightly, will give thanks to God for His blessings uh, my guess is that most of you have an abundance of things for which to be thankful, so you may find it difficult to, to find or to choose the most significant things. Some of you, though, may be in a position or a situation and where uh, you struggle to find something for which you, to be thankful. So whether determining the most significant thing or even just struggling to find something, what if I suggest that the reason is because we're focusing on ourselves and rather than God in our giving of thanks. Our passage this morning, of course, comes from the book of Psalms. We had read for us the verses from Psalm 118, uh, 1 through 4, and then 26 through 29, which we'll look at. Uh, last week, Vince masterfully reminded us about the character of God um, from 126, about his restoration from Psalm 126. And so this week, we're going to continue looking at the character of God as the basis for all thanks. 
And so our big idea for today uh, is simply this, to thank God for who He is, not just what He gives. Can we get that up there on the screen? There we go. To thank God for who He is and not just what He gives. So in other words, it is, it is good and it is right to thank God for His blessings, uh, but even if He didn't give us or bless us with these things, we should still thank Him just because, simply because He is God. And so as we work through this main idea, uh, we'll have kind of two major points. We'll focus on uh, the character or the goodness of God and the works of God. So let's, let's look at this. Psalm 118, it bookends with the same emphatic and joyous command. He says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. So our first point then is going to relate, as I said, to the character of God. And throughout this psalm, we're giving, we're, we are given examples of the Lord's goodness. We see His protection, deliverance, His salvation. But the emphasis here is that God Himself is good, and that is the reason for our thankfulness. So the reality that there is a God... And the reality that He is good is the true basis for all thanksgiving because it's the basis of everything else. If there was no God, then nothing would exist. There would be no material world. There would be no mankind. There would be none of us, much less the specific blessings that we cherish and that we're thankful for this thanksgiving. And if God were not good, then there would be no goodness in the world and no goodness in us. If God were not eternal, then there is no hope, not only for this life, but also for the life to come. So all thanksgiving, all joy, all hope, all blessing, all goodness, all beauty, all love, all everything is because there is a God and because He is good. Some of you may be familiar with Charles Spurgeon. He was a renowned preacher in 19th century London, often called the Prince of Preachers. And reflecting on Psalm 18, verse 1, he wrote this. He said, The reason, uh, this is reason enough for giving God thanks. Goodness is his essence and nature. And therefore, he is always to be praised, whether we are receiving anything from him or not. Those who only praise God because He does them good should rise to a higher note and give thanks to Him because He is good. I think that's a much better way of trying to state our main idea for this morning than, than I stated it. God is good. But not only is God good, His steadfast love endures forever. We had it read for us the first four verses each of those verses, as well as Psalm 29, uh, verse 29, rather, repeat that truth. In fact, as you look at verses 2 through 4, uh, there's a command to God's people to repeat this truth. So let's say it together. We'll, we'll put it up on the screen. His steadfast love endures forever. You ready? Let's say it, say it together. His steadfast love 
endures forever. Now, that term steadfast love, that's the Hebrew word chesed. There's no direct English translation for that word. So it is most often translated as loving kindness, mercy, steadfast love, faithfulness, and compassion. It appears around 250 times throughout the Old Testament. And it denotes not merely an emotion, but emotion with action. So, for example, God demonstrates steadfast love, his faithfulness, his mercy, his compassion, and his loving kindness to the Israelites all throughout the Old Testament. Despite their repeated turning away from God, he brings them justice, he delivers them from persecution and slavery, he restores their land, and he continuously blesses them. He demonstrates, though, his hesed, his loving kindness, most clearly in forgiving our sin through Jesus. And we'll look at, at Jesus more in depth in a moment. But for now, let's, let's get back to this understanding of thanksgiving and compare that to what we see. As you look around, as you research, there are varying accounts about the true origin of thanksgiving as, as the holiday that we know it. But they all center around giving thanks for bountiful harvest and for the blessing of prosperity upon the nation. Now, Thanksgiving is not specifically a religious holiday, though clearly there are uh, religious overtones throughout Thanksgiving. But for us as Christians, it is a time that is dedicated specifically to thanking God for all of His blessings. So if you're like me, you grew up understanding Thanksgiving as the special day we set aside for specifically for that purpose, to thank God for his blessings. And that's a good start. We should do that. But as we see here in Psalm 118, in these verses, that's not all there is to it. We should give thanks because all thanksgiving starts with the character and the nature of God. Something that I've been convicted of recently is that my previous understanding of thanksgiving, not, not just the holiday, but, but all giving of thanks in general, has really centered on myself rather than on God. Now, I would have argued that I was giving thanks to God for the blessings that He so generously and graciously has given to me, and that would be, that would be true, that would be partially true. Um, but those blessings, those things for which I'm thankful they make me focus on myself and what's important to me. It puts my perception of what's important or of what I want or what I need or even, sad to say at times, what I think I deserve at the center of giving thanks rather than the goodness of God because He is God. To put it another way, would I be as thankful without my family? without meaningful work, without health, without material resources, without a full pantry and refrigerator, without so much of what I take for granted. So you see what I mean about being self-focused rather than God-focused? Whether I have any blessing or not, 
God is worthy of all of my thanks and all of my praise because he is God and because he is good. So Thanksgiving of 2013 was probably the hardest Thanksgiving for me in in my life. Earlier that year, I transitioned off of active duty and into the reserve. It was not what I wanted, not what I had planned, not something that I ever imagined would happen. And so sadly, I doubted God's goodness. And that even led me to doubting God's call on my life. And from there, even into a state of depression. Because I was basing my reasons for thanksgiving, my joy, even my identity and my plans in how I saw myself rather than how God sees me and rather than His goodness. But even through that time, God was good and He was faithful. And so He led me to another job. He provided for me when I not only thought, but when I knew that I had nothing myself for which to provide. And then through that, he ultimately led me to the place where I met my amazing wife and where we started our, our life and our family together. So let me ask you, have you ever, or even are you now, centering, on your thanksgiv- your, your, centering your thanksgiving on yourself rather than on God? I know I have, so let's thank God for being good and not just for good things. To put it another way, how have you focused on the blessings of God rather than on the God who blesses? Or some of you perhaps today might even doubt God's goodness because he has not blessed you in the way that you want or that you think or maybe even feel you deserve. Perhaps you might feel like God is withholding blessing from you. He's withholding something from you. But could it be that even in that, even in withholding blessing, God is actually showing his goodness to you, to to all of us really, so that we do not find our satisfaction, our joy, all of our thanks and material things of this world? but only in Him? We don't have time this morning to go and read through the entirety of Psalm 118. So let me just summarize uh, the portions that we didn't read. In verses 5 through 9, the psalmist reflects on a time when he was in great distress and he called on the Lord. And because God is on his side, he says that he has no fear and he triumphs over those who hate him. And so he concludes in verse 9 there that it is better to take refuge in the Lord than in man or than in princes. Verses 10 through 13 speak of being surrounded by the nations on every side, like a swarm of bees surrounding him, or like a fire, a consuming fire among the thorns that surrounds him. But in the name of the Lord, he cut them off, the the his enemies, the nations. He said that he was pushed hard to the point of failing uh, and of falling, but that the Lord helped him. And so verses 14 through 18, he, he recalls and, and he boldly states that the Lord is my strength and my song. He 
is my salvation. Glad songs come from the tents of the righteous because the right hand of the Lord does valiantly. And so he says, uh, because of God's goodness, he will not die, but live and recount the deeds of the Lord. And though he was severely disciplined, he was not given over to death. Some of us might feel severely disciplined today, but in all of these dark moments, in all of these dark points, he comes back and remembers that God is good. And because he is good, he gives thanks, he gives thanks, and he gives glory to God. So we should thank God for who he is, not just how he blesses us because he is good, but also uh, as we think about our second point for today, uh, we thank God because of the goodness of God, but then also the works of God. And so as we just kind of overviewed, this psalm clearly links the giving of thanks and praise to God because he is good. Uh, The character and nature of God are absolutely praiseworthy and deserve all of our thanks. And yet, it is because God is good and because of his character and his nature that he works on our behalf. So the goodness of God and the works of God really go hand in hand. You you don't have one without the other. And so as we uh, look through this psalm, um, in the recap we just covered, we see that God works by uh, rescuing his people, by providing strength, by providing protection, providing comfort, providing life, providing help, even providing discipline, and to provide salvation for the psalmist and for his people because he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. So you remember our Hebrew word chesed? Uh, As I mentioned, it's it's more than simply emotion. It is love in action. And God uses this word to describe himself beautifully to Moses in Exodus 34, uh, verses 6 and 7. You may remember that's when Moses is uh, up on the mountain and the glory of the Lord passes in front of him. And so in those verses, it says, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's our word hesed. Keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. So God shows his mercy, his grace, his kindness, his love, his faithfulness by forgiving iniquity, by forgiving transgression, and by forgiving sin, by keeping his covenant promise of love for thousands of generations. Because He is our salvation by being our salvation. And so we see that in full display here in Psalm 118. So verses 21 to 24 clearly show God's hesed, his steadfast love, his work on behalf of his people that is born out of his character, that is born out of his goodness. And so the psalmist writes, I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day 
that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so God's goodness, his steadfast love compelled him to rescue and to save his people. Uh, I previously uh, referenced Vince's sermon from last week. I want to reference it again here. He did a, a great job describing God's covenant faithfulness to his people and showing how Jesus really is the ultimate fulfillment of God's covenant faithfulness um, and his covenant love. So if you weren't here, if you weren't able to watch it or, or um, weren't here, let me just encourage you to go back at some point and listen to that. Um, God's work of salvation, his steadfast love, his compassion, his mercy, his loving kindness, his hesed is Jesus. Jesus is clearly the, the highest, the clearest, and the most perfect form of God's hesed, his steadfast covenant love put into action. Jesus is the salvation of God because, of course, it is through his shed blood that we have forgiveness of sins and that we have life, that we have God's salvation. And so we know that he indeed is the chief cornerstone upon which all of life, all of worship, all of thanksgiving and praise is built. This is the work of God, and it is marvelous in our eyes, which should always then lead us and result in us with thanksgiving, praise, worship, and glory to God. Like the psalmist, I have been distressed. You have been distressed. We have been distressed, surrounded by the enemies of sin and death on all sides, pushed hard against by the difficulty and the challenges and the stresses of life, completely without hope, dead in our trespasses and sin, not able to do anything for ourselves, not worthy of any favor, not worthy of any blessing. But Jesus is our strength and he is our song. He is our salvation. And so, uh, and he is the salvation of all who trust in him. So that for all of us who are in Christ Jesus, we can say, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is good. And because he is good, he works on behalf of his people. And so therefore, we say with the psalmist, following verses 26 to 29, that Jesus, that we Jesus is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, and we bless Jesus who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless him. We bless God from his house because he is our God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. And so we gather this morning with our sacrifice, our praise, our offerings, our worship, our thanksgiving, all of who we are, all of our lives. We give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Now, some of you may be here and you doubt God's goodness or even disbelieve in God. I'm glad that you're here. You may be asking if God would desire to be good to you or to bless you because of your disbelief. John reminded me of uh, the thief on the cross, that he was under the penalty of death because of, of uh, stealing. 
and likely because he was doubting or disbelieving God and his goodness. And yet, on that cross, he cried out to Jesus for mercy, for God's goodness. And Jesus freely gave it to him, knowing that that thief would not have an opportunity to, uh, to live that out, to flesh that out in this earthly life, that he would not have the opportunity to live a life in gratitude, a life of thanksgiving, and yet he freely and willingly gave it to him. He promised, Jesus promised that thief that that day he would be with Jesus in paradise. So yes, whether you believe, whether you doubt, whether you disbelieve, God is good and he works on behalf of his people, but he will express his kindness to you today through Jesus if you ask him. So as we kind of wrap this up, bring this all together, let me bring myself and all of us back to the way in which I give thanks and how we celebrate Thanksgiving. In order to do that, here's a couple of questions that I ask myself that may be helpful for you as well. How much time do I spend reflecting on the godness of God rather than merely the goodness of God because of the blessings he gives. Reflecting on his character, his divine nature, his goodness. Do the blessings God gives me lead me then to reflect and thank God for his character or just for the blessings alone? My favorite theologian is my wife, Catherine. And earlier this week, uh, she sent me this text. She said, In, I'm beginning to think that Thanksgiving, remembering and thanking God for our blessings is the antidote for selfishness, pride, and anger. You see why she's my favorite theologian? Let me say that again. Thanksgiving, remembering and thanking God for our blessings is the antidote for selfishness, pride, and anger. All of us are dealing with at least one of those, if not even all three of those. Selfishness, focusing on myself and what I need, what I want. Pride, focusing on who I am, what I've accomplished. Or anger, focusing on what I think should be done, what I think is right, or how I think things should be. But the antidote for all of that is to give thanks to God and to remember that He is good and that He works on behalf of His people. So thanksgiving, focusing on God for who He is, focusing on His goodness, focusing on His works, focusing on Jesus, takes me, or should at least it should take me, out of the equation entirely and put Jesus at the center of everything because Jesus is the center of everything. So my prayer for myself, my prayer for you this week, this Thanksgiving, for all of our lives, is that we give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Amen.